John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo. While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio, it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. With three voices today. Yes. Hey, Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Hello. I'm good, dude. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'll turn this down. I'm, uh, I'm doing great. It's good to see you, John. You and too. We also see somebody else that we're going to hear in about four seconds, I think. Let's see. Four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Yeah, there's his voice. I told him. <laughs> I is. knew it. I just knew that it would be in four seconds. So that's Greg. Sorry, that was a very awkward way to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it going. All good. We just... We're going to make this as awkward as possible for Love you. It. So my good friend, Greg Nicewander, here's my round of applause for you. <laughs> Thank, thanks for being here. So Greg and I grew up together. And the reason that Greg is joining us today is because John and I are, um, we're both fans of our subject today, which I'll just say, mm-hmm. it's Ultimate Frisbee. It's a sport mm-hmm. called Ultimate Frisbee. And um, John and I, we if we quizzed each other, we just, we just ace both quizzes. There'd be no fun or challenge in it. Am I right on that? I think so. We'd have zero fun. So instead, what we did is we brought Greg on to basically humiliate him in front of in front of our audience and show Woo-hoo. how much lack of genius he has. <laughs> um, so, Greg, t- tell me where where you're at in the world right now, yeah. um, and and what your experience with Ultimate Frisbee is. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I am currently sheltering from uh, the outside world, uh, residing in Santa Cruz, just a little bit farther mm-hmm. up north from where you are, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just here with my wife. Laura and we got a little baby and mm-hmm. uh, they are uh, uh, the baby is not ready to play ultimate frisbee but I'm sure she will be <laughs> when she's on our baby feet uh, and my exposure to ultimate uh, I do have some but I don't have deep uh-huh. exposure uh, I yeah. have played here and there just with friends in college uh, mm-hmm. so I understand the basics and then also, Kev, I, I don't know, did you ever say it on the show? What, that about you and I playing together? No, yeah, your ultimate, your ultimate league. Yeah, actually, I don't know how in-depth I've got. I'll take, I'll take a quick second to share that, yeah, I've been organizing an ultimate Frisbee game for almost 10 years now. It's crazy to think that. And so Greg, on the occasions that he would come to visit me, he would be in for the weekend and he'd come and join our game. So we have experience playing on an ultimate field together, Greg and I do. Yeah. Although I, I don't know if it constitutes playing on my end. I, I, I walked around and watched most of the time. Gre- <laughs> Greg is humble. Greg is very modest. He, I, Greg is just a naturally athletic dude. So that, that's what I've learned about Frisbee. When I, when, anytime we get newcomers out, I'm happy to have any skill level play, but you can always tell when someone like, okay, they they've played sports before they get it. And Greg, Greg, mm-hmm. Greg did great. I, I always remember Greg being like, oh yeah, man, look, he can actually throw it and run and catch. That's great. <laughs> we'll see next time. The funny thing is, Kevin, you say that you've been organizing that game for about 10 years. It's probably been that long since I've actually played. It's been <laughs> nice. more. Re- now we got to get you to visit here. Cause I, I, know, I, we got, I know we got all these things to do when I go visit you in Indiana, but now we got to start the list for you here. Exactly. You, yeah. What is your experience with ultimate John? You know, I started at uh, really kind of playing it when I went to Camp Mac as a kid. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the, the church camp up north of Manchester. And then that just carried over into playing in the, the club on uh, at Manchester and wow. eventually becoming co-captain of it. And I, I like to brag about John's physical um, dominance, I guess is the word. <laughs> He's, he is six feet, seven inches. This is a man that I don't even care how high you can jump, John, because it doesn't matter because nobody can jump as high <laughs> as your arm reach just standing still. So you'd be a gift in the end zone to just hurl a, a disc up to and watch you catch it. I bet your beard could catch it. <laughs> just just stick your face up and it'll stick like Velcro. No, but I'm sure I, I'm sure you have much more skill than just standing there and looking pretty. Yeah, I mean at least I used to. I don't I don't know what my, my skill level's at now, but I will say I'm I've been very excited about this episode because Ultimate mm -hmm. Frisbee is one of my passions. I'm there's a big ultimate community, at least here in Southern California, and I think th throughout throughout America, and we'll get more into some of that stuff, but like I'm not an expert on every single detail of Ultimate. All I know is I love it and I want to support it and I want to see it grow. So that's sort of the purpose in my mind of, of why we're doing this episode and having this topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Greg, you, you're a guest on our show, but we're still going to do our normal routine. And you've, you've heard some of these jingles that, that we've been playing. I have. Yeah. We have the tidy up jingle and we have the quiz time jingle. Do you have a favorite? I think I, I think I like the, uh, the tidy up just a little bit. Oh, more. well, that's all I needed. Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. I think that might be the consensus. I think the consensus mm -hmm. I'm hearing is that the tidy up is the is the better of the two jingles. The least worst of the two <laughs> jingles, maybe, is the right way to say it. By the way, one thing that I'll tidy up already from our little intro is that part of the reason we selected Greg for this is because he became one of our patrons. You were yeah. on you you were one of the early ones to Almost get on board the first, with us. But I think I, I came in just after some of the other signups. Uncle Dale and Aunt Nikki beat you yeah. to it. They're our OGs <laughs> and, and, and they deserve all the credit in the world, but so do you, Greg, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and, and I, I I do have a tidy up as well in relation to that. Mm. Oh, let's hear it. So I, I know Kevin was lamenting this fact, but you should no longer hear me knock the mic over anymore I know. because of our patrons. <laughs> I was able to buy a mic stand and real time tidy up here. We just got another patron. No way! In in this moment, like in the last yes, twenty minutes, literal just yeah, Robert Schatz. Oh my oh. god! We were that's my brother. That's my brother who on before we even got on the mic here, John and I were talking about my brother and saying how much he knows heavy metal. We might have to have him on. Well he just I think he just he just sealed his fate. Well thank you, Robert, yeah. my brother. I you know what? As a little brother, I'm always trying to get my older brother's love, so this is a big moment for me. My heart is very full right now that he's supporting us. <laughs> Gosh, now now I feel like our, our we're a little dog and pony show because I'm about to shout out that my mom also became a patron today. <laughs> so I'm like, my best friend from childhood, my brother and my mom are all supporting us. It's, it's uh, no, but it's a family thing and um, yeah, my mom my mom gave a donation which we really appreciated. So thank you, Gloria. What you remember what do you remember about my mom most, Greg? Because Greg and I knew each other through fourth grade we were we were best friends uh then and then beyond but best tacos what was it taco yes. wednesday taco tuesday something <laughs> like that i don't think we had an official day but that's one of my mom's favorite memories of you that you nice wander <laughs> boys because greg is a twin an identical twin his twin brother yep. is brian and they would come over and they'd my mom would make tacos for us and they'd be like we love these tacos Mr. <laughs> <Shots."> <laughs> <laughs> 
I think our, our friendship was founded on the quality of those tacos, essentially. If my mom never made those tacos, you would have been like, I'm not, I'm not coming over to that dirty house. Don't forget that. Well, we've also got someone else to shout out on Patreon. Yeah, a good friend of mine, Emily. Emily Roberts. Mm-hmm. Greg also knows Emily. What a small world. Yeah, she became a patron for us, and she's been a big supporter of the podcast, and we, we shouted her out before. She lives up in Seattle. I'm trying to get her to convince the Seattle Mariners to have a uh, shanty man. We want we want a shanty man to be the uh, the mascot of the Seattle Mariners. So thank you thank you for all the all the patronage and all the work you're doing for us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and this is an actual like tidy up. Like we're actually about to clean something up here. We 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 got called out on something. We we were talking about a lot of British stuff in our Ninja Turtles episode, right? Yep. And we knew. I mean, I especially knew that I was way off on everything I was saying. Well, we got a real British listener to correct us on a few things. I'll just, I'll, I'll read through some of this. He says, Ahem, your podcast episode 11 has come to the attention of a British logger, that's what we call our fans, and he feels an overwhelming need to respond to a couple of things that you mentioned. So he, he wanted to specify scones. I, I, I need some help on this though, because he said it's pronounced as in blowin', like B-L-O-W-N. So I think he's saying you can pronounce it both ways. Blowing or gone. You can do either. So it can be scones or, or scones. scones. And then he was saying that uh, scones are also called fast cakes because they get eaten so quickly as in scone. Like S- <laughs> it's, it's gone. <laughs> scone. See, that was our little British humor there. And then he also mentioned that trumpets are a tea time treat, trumpets. not a breakfast or, no or dessert. Did I say trumpets? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a trumpet is. I think I just made that word up. And uh, this was my favorite fact: that crumpet with a C, crumpet is a slang term for a person who is sexually attractive. So you might say he's looking for a bit of crumpet right there, that guy, but with the British accent, which I'm not going to do. So <laughs> and, yeah, Simon, and Kevin, I, I would like to yes. say that you did not make up the word trumpet. I d- oh, trumpet is a pre-existing word. I'm not. I'm not familiar, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Think brass <laughs> instrument and ska music. Oh, you mean like the one that I'm holding in the picture for our ska yes. episode? <laughs> okay, got it. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. Quiz time indeed, man. And um, Greg, you know, I know we're, we're kidding, man. I could care less how you do. You're going to be my friend regardless by the time this ends. Well, maybe. If you get zero out of eight, then maybe we won't be friends. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But so grateful for you to be willing to do this and to be be brave on behalf of all the listeners and and uh, and give this a go. And we're talking about Ultimate Frisbee, not disc golf. So there's no handicap here, Greg. Right. That is a very common, I don't believe there's a question on this, but a very common mistake that people make is they mm-hmm. think that frisbee golf and ultimate are the same thing they're not they're very different the only similarity is that you're throwing a disc and and they're even completely different discs too yeah they're not yeah there are specialized discs for disc golf but uh john you're gonna get us going with this right yeah we're we're gonna start with one of the uh true or false questions i like to make right off the bat Mm -hmm. though nice yeah right off the bat all right not giving me any time to warm up (laughs) so true or false greg okay Ultimate Frisbee is the official name of the sport. Ooh, Ooh good question. It, ultimate Frisbee, as in both words, being the mm-hmm. official name. 
It's a 50-50 shot. Greg is, Greg is looking at our website also. He has the quiz up. It's yeah. lackofgenius.com. So if it sounds like something fun to you to take this to see how you would do, you can do that and come mm-hmm. back and listen. But yeah, Greg, I'm, so, I'm stalling for you. So Let I'm your gonna, mind work. <laughs> I'm going to think out loud and just see where this goes. Because I, I, truth be told, I do not know the answer here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if we've ever called it the full name Ultimate Frisbee. But I, I feel like we just said Ultimate just because that's kind of the, the shorthand anyways. Okay, so where I'm getting torn on is the term frisbee because there's also Mm. like the disc golf i don't think they call them frisbees they call them Mm. discs i know frisbee because we all grew up with frisbees right and you would go to toys r us and you would pick out the frisbee um (laughs) what i'm wondering more john is if rest in peace toys r us if you set me up for kind of an easy warm me up to the quiz type of question where it's like yeah obviously true or if you're already throwing a curveball where I have to think about it a bit. John, who does he sound like right now? Yeah, and now you understand Kevin's dilemma yeah. whenever I give him a true or false. <laughs> also known as the prisoner's dilemma, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so my gut is actually telling me to say false because it seems too straightforward that there has to be a gotcha here. So I'll, I, I will say false, lock it in. Correct. Nice job, Greg. So why am I correct, though? Trademarks. Frisbee ah. is the trademark of the Whammo company. Ah. So to get away from that, it's just called ultimate. I mean, Frisbee is one of those terms just like Kleenex or Band-Aid. Yeah, Xerox. It's, it's, it's colloquial. Ah. And so I, mean, I think word, every, regardless of whether or not it's an actual Frisbee, but the things that Kevin has been involved with, with the actual professional leagues, they uh-huh. don't even use Whammo discs. Oh. There, there's a couple other companies, Anova is one like they don't even technically use a frisbee by definition because a frisbee is technically only a disc made by whammo interesting and greg to answer your question yeah we we earlier in this podcast definitely referred to it as ultimate frisbee Mm -hmm. and ultimate our quiz is literally titled ultimate frisbee (laughs) just because what what's the colloquial word Mm -hmm. it's it's just people understand it as that but technically the sport is just called ultimate and technically frisbee golf is just disc golf Mm -hmm. Got it. So there you go, man. And you got the first one right. That's yeah. very impressive. Hey, we can still be friends. I also got a tidy up for you guys because oh. you could have a TM by the Frisbee and that would have given me a lot more indication. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We kind of cheated on the question, didn't we? <laughs> um, John wrote half these questions. I wrote the other half. We have eight questions total. So All that right. one was by John. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into the first one that I wrote. Mine is going to focus on professional ultimate Frisbee, but as we know, is professional ultimate. I know very well. So this is a rare question, Greg. We've only had maybe one of these on our show before. This is straight Mm -hmm. up a fill in the blank. There is no multiple choice. You just have to figure this out. You're either going to know it or you're going to be able to figure it out. Nice. So the AUDL is the largest professional Mm. ultimate league, not just in America, but in the world. Okay. What does AUDL stand for? Oh, wow. What a good question. Well, I'm thinking already the U is going to be ultimate. Uh, the L is going to be league. And you said this isn't America's because my first inkling was that it's America's ultimate ooh, disc league. I think we're getting somewhere. So that was my first inkling. But you said this is all over the world. Well, OK, the, I, I get that the question's a little bit confusing. It, it's the largest ultimate league in America. OK, but not just in America, also in the world. So out of all the leagues. It's the largest. Okay, so logically, AUDL to me would mean America, Americas, or America, American, no, America Ultimate 
Disc League. Uh, you know what? You yeah. that's it, man. You got it. It's close enough. I really like America's Ultimate Disc League, but it's it's American Ultimate Disc League. Got it. Okay. This is um like I said, the largest Ultimate League in the world. It uh, right now there are twenty two teams in the league, and uh, three of them are Canadian teams. The rest are all in the United States. A lot of the major cities have teams, including Los Angeles and New York City and Chicago. And let's see, it was founded in twenty ten, but the first season happened in twenty twelve. So they literally just celebrated their ten season their 10th uh they had their 10th championship season it was i believe it was literally today as in when we're recording this sunday a new champion was crowned the rally flyers rally north carolina they are the new champions of the audl and so yeah it's it's i can't encourage people enough to to look up if they have a local team to watch the play it's such an exciting sport to watch live and the audl Mm -hmm. does it does it the best i I have a blast every time i'm uh every time i watch them so i i a couple thoughts come to mind. Number one, AUDL, you said has been around for 10 years. Your mm-hmm. league has been around for 10 years. <laughs> is it time for, is it time for a merger? I, th- I think so, man. I think so. You know, it's funny you say that because they're, uh, you know, these are professional athletes, literally by definition who are playing, but because ultimate's not a, a huge sport, they're not celebrities walking around there. Right. All these people have day jobs. It's not, they're not making a living off of this. So I've had the opportunity to, to know a lot of the team from LA. They're called the LA aviators. I've played in clinics with them or they've come and joined us. And every time they do, it's a joke how much better they are than oh, yeah. us. So like there's been a merge, but it's like, oh my God, I know nothing about ultimate compared to these guys. So yeah, I mean, I, I've felt the same way just going to some tournaments, like yeah. oh, playing God. in them at, at Manchester, like even just against Ball State. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> my my group, we got our best players together. We showed up to this little tournament. We got rocked. And we came in thinking, oh, all of our good players are going to be on the same team because usually we play mm-hmm. against each other. Right. I- I'll never forget it because there was this group of like high schoolers or middle schoolers. They were these little kids and they whooped us. <laughs> <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Uh, but good for them. They're the future of this sport, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. Amazing. Hey, I got one other thought on that, though. I realized why they didn't use Frisbee as a universal name. Do you know why? I'm reversing the question back. Uh, oh, because, because then it would be AF. No, it'd be awful. Awful. American Ultimate Frisbee League. <laughs> it would be AUFL. Be oh, my A-U-F-L. gosh. Awful. Greg. You know what? That is the name of my league officially. There it that is. is. That's yeah. the difference between <laughs> yep. my league and the AUDL. We're the awful league. Here, I thought that's what the XFL should have been called. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Two for two. And John, let's, let's move on to number three. You're doing great, Greg. Yeah. I'm very impressed. All right. What was the original name? Of the disc. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Frisbee. Okay. Pluto platter. <laughs> flying saucer. Okay. Or disc. <laughs> can, can I ask the fourth uh, D, disc, is it spelled differently? Would it... Would it uh, nope. It's just D-I-S-C. Okay. So it's also disc. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to a floppy disk, right, which is yeah, spelled yeah. D-I-S-K. Yeah. yeah, they don't travel as far. And I just realized anybody under the age of 20 has no clue what a <laughs> floppy disk is, right? right? Anyone under the age of 25, really? No, no, they, they all know what it is because of the save icon. That's uh, true. That's what the save icon yeah, is. If you don't bad. know, now you do. It's the save icon. That's a floppy disk. Let's see. All right. Okay. So, uh, and the what was it? Pluto's, Pluto's platter? So your options are Frisbee, Pluto platter, flying saucer, or okay. disk. Okay, so one of the fundamental questions here is, since Frisbee is number one, and we know that Frisbee is owned by or created by Wamo, the next question is, did Wamo essentially invent the Frisbee? So that's question number one, yes or no. And then Jupiter's 
No, wait, Pluto's? <laughs> Jupiter's jam. Pluto platter. Right. Pluto platter. Pluto platter. And what, what was he? What was the other one? It was uh, flying saucer. Flying saucer. These are on the website. Oh, yeah. You, you could have our website oh, to see the, right. see the options. I just didn't want to cheat. So I just, okay. I'm thinking it's not disc. I'm thinking it's not frizz. Something about Pluto platter, though. It's so unique. I'm going to go with disc. Uh, because now now I'm jumping around, but I, I think disc because it, it's logical. It also seems like the disc that you would throw in Olympics. And oh. I'm thinking that Wham didn't invent it. So I'll say disc. Incorrect. Ah. It is actually Pluto. Pluto. Oh, that's the one oh. I wanted it to be. Really? Whammo does own the patent. So they did, They are the ones that created the Frisbee. Ah. And it was originally called Pluto Platter. Oh. However, there is a pie company called Frisbee, spelled differently, <laughs> and evidently a lot of the employees used to throw the pie tins around, just like oh. you would a Frisbee. And so in honor of that, they spelled it differently, but called it a Frisbee. Wow. Do either of you know the, the famous movie where there's a scene with this, where the main character is throwing a, uh, a pie tin that says, I believe says Frisbee on the bottom? Oh. <laughs> you can see it, can't you? Yeah. Do you have any idea, Greg? No, I don't think I know this. Nope. I'm drawing a blank on it. Back to the Future 3. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Really? Marty's in the Old West, and it's way in the past, and he finds this, It's and and he throws it, and everyone's really impressed, like, whoa, yeah, it's a great throw, kid. You know, like, because in the 80s, Mm -hmm. they were playing Frisbee like crazy, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, that's a, I love that, John. That's a great fact. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, it was good hearing your logic. You ended up missing mm-hmm. that one, so you're two for three. Okay. You're, uh, you think you're still doing great. Yeah, Let's go on to number four. continues. Let's see. <laughs> this is the <laughs> second question about the AUDL. Another true or false. Here we go. You got a 50-50 shot here. True or false, in the AUDL, there are no referees. <sighs> okay. Is that true or is that false? So... I'm back to my original thinking. Is is this a trick question? Is this a uh, a gotcha gotcha? Uh, <laughs> logically, I would say this is false. But because of the question, it's making me wonder. Um, false, of course, would imply that there are referees. Right, logically, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said all the big cities have the the. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, L.A., Chicago, New York, Toronto, Montreal. I'm just kind of running down San Diego, mm. Seattle. And you said no phone a friend in this yet, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Would I be the friend that yeah, you phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, no phone I, I got to pick an answer. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say f- big cities. I'm going to say true because uh, I'm going to say true. You're going with true saying that there are no referees in the AUDL. Oh, no, you're right. Thank you for correcting me, but I... No, false. Sorry, I'm switching it up. <laughs> I know, it's a little confusing. Yeah. So by choosing false, you're basically saying that, yes, there are, there referees, are referees in the AUDL. Yeah, I'm going Is that your final answer, that false? That is final answer, until it's wrong. That, then I switch. That is correct. Oh, really? <laughs> you got it right. So, yes, there are referees in the AUDL, and I figured this might be confusing because it seems so obvious that there mm-hmm. would be, but for those who know the Ultimate Community, one of the things it's kind of known for is that it's not it's not typically a refereed sport. Like, at the right. club level, at college level, I don't, I don't know for sure sure now at the college level but it's typically self-officiated and um and players are honest about very mm-hmm. what do you do you know something about this john yeah it, it's something referred to as the spirit of the game yes as kevin was saying you know in general there are no refs except for at the professional level even ah. at league tournaments and stuff like there's a big one in nashville that happens 
There's no refs. It's all, you know, everyone is there to have fun. You call your own stuff. And if someone calls you out, you admit it and That's super play cool. goes on. It's one of the biggest reasons that I love Ultimate is because literally the spirit of the game is it's mm-hmm. in like the rule books. There's a there's something more than just winning or losing. It's just we want to have fair, fun competition. Mm-hmm. Now, the, in terms of the AUDL having referees, I don't know whether this was debated or not, but they do have referees. A lot of these referees are players themselves. Maybe they tried out for the team and didn't quite make it. So they have skill. They know the game. They are in shape. They can run and keep up. And one of the main reasons I wanted to do this question is because the AUDL has a rule called the integrity rule. And this is a rule that allows either a player on the field or a coach to overturn the referee's call to go against themselves. So if a player fouls somebody on a catch and it inhibits them from making the catch and the refs don't call it, that defensive player can call the integrity rule and say, you know what, I fouled the dude. So then they, I believe they take it back to where it was thrown. But yeah, in fact, there's a great highlight from, I believe, last year's either championship game or semifinals game. Hardly any time left in the game. It's like a one-point game. And a defensive player ends up calling his own integrity rule and saying that he fouled the guy and that's why he didn't catch it. They Man. got the disc back. They scored. Uh, I think they ultimately went on and won. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talk about, especially growing up in North America and having so much competition in professional sports, it's almost unheard of what we just said, right? Like, it's almost like, I, I would guess some people hear this and they're saying, well, that's stupid. That's not a real sport. These guys don't even know how to compete. Whereas I'm sitting here saying that is what sports is about to me. That sportsmanship that's playing on an even playing yeah. field. It's not getting away with lying, cheating, or stealing, right? So, can we get the integrity rule out to more sports? I know, wouldn't it be yeah, great? Like but soccer can, I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> like some of these are notorious. <laughs> yeah, where the soccer players are rolling around on the field, and you know, professional basketball is known for like whining about every yeah. call. Like, wouldn't it be great if they were just honest and were like, "Yeah, I fouled the dude. No, I didn't get fouled. Let's go and that back was it. To the let's game. keep playing and, yeah. and show who the best team is by our play." You know, that's awesome. Anyways. Yeah. Good on ultimate. Yeah, I agree. It's one of my one of the reasons I love the sport. So and great job, Greg, man. You yeah. you thought that one through. What are we are we three for four? You're yeah. three for four. We're halfway through and you're Keep three going. for four. All right. So I I mean, I guess the answer for the next question might kind of make you understand more so why the spirit of the game exists. Mm-hmm. And Sounds like a clue. The, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but when was Ultimate created? 1986, mm-hmm. 1975, 1994, or 1968? Wow. So different decades. Okay. So 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s essentially is one mm. way I look at this. Sounds uh, like a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Playing all your favorite hits from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. I'm thinking back, Kevin, when we were kids and we used to prank call the 50s radio station. <laughs> yeah, which is the station I'm on now. I've talked about it before because yep. it was sort of the station that as kids, when we grew up listening to like alternative rock, that was the oldie station. Yeah. That was the station we like made prank calls to. <laughs> so yeah, see, people used to call radio stations, actually. People actually yeah, used to dial their too. phone and call radio stations, and we were them. All right, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm going to guess not 90s because that just feels too soon. I could see 80s. For some reason, I don't think 70s either. I think either 86 or 68, which coincidentally are the same number of flips around. Uh, 1968 makes sense because it's kind of the hippie era. Oh, 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 okay. So wait, wait, let's go back. Now now I'm... Oh. Okay, so with Frisbee, Whammo, and Pythons, I mean, Pythons makes me think it was like from the 30s. Now I'm less certain. I'm certain it's not 90s. I'm going to go actually old, 68. 
Because that's hippies. And also, I'm thinking pythons more common from back then for whatever reason. Locking it in? Yes. Correct. Ooh, wow, Greg. So a light bulb went off, and yep. it's like you put together an equation, and you got to the answer. That's amazing. I, 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 I was wondering if my little statement there would help. Yeah. 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 Ultimate Frisbee really got started in 1968 by a group of high school students uh, in New Jersey at Columbia High School. In New Jersey? In New Jersey. Wow. And it, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, and that spirit of the game that we were just talking about really does come from the that counterculture that was happening in the sixties in some competition club competitions and stuff, they don't have referees, but they might have observers or game advisors just to kind of help mm. in disputes. But ultimately it's the players on the field that make the decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, like mediators, That's right. great. which yeah. is such a, like a, a peace and, and conflict resolution, you know, which thing. is important too. So you get sports and you get mediation all at the right. same time. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one. And yep. <laughs> a couple of other interesting dates. It's been in the World Games since 2001 as a competition. Mm. Okay. And it is actually eligible for the 2028 Olympics. Ooh, fingers crossed. That, and that's in LA. Yeah, and that's recognized by the International Olympic Committee. Like Ultimate is a recognized sport that happened... Only a few years ago, but yeah, it is eligible to be in the Olympics at 2028. And Kevin, since it is happening in LA, you know your job now. Make the team. No, just make it happen. <laughs> what <What'd> you say? <laughs> what is my job? Just make it happen. Be a part just of. Just make it happen. Make, make, yes. the game, make, the, make ultimate be in the Olympics. But, but also make the team. If you, yeah, but also make the too. team. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, I'll do whatever. I, dude, John, if that happens. I'm going to use what's the word exaggeration and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be on the team and I'm going to do the, I'm going to show up and watch the games. That's right. what I'm going to do. <laughs> but I'm going to be really excited about that. You, you will have to get tickets and I will fly out there and we'll go together. Totally. Yes. Yes. Greg, maybe we'll invite you. It depends on how you do on the rest yeah, of the Yeah, Let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, man, I'm, I'm, I continue to be very impressed. You just went four for five mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to number six here. It's a geography question. Okay. John, is from the city of Muncie, Indiana. Which of these AUDL teams is geographically closest to John? Is it the Detroit Mechanics, Chicago Union, Indianapolis Alley Cats, or Minnesota Windchill? <laughs> uh, so the real question is, how well do you know Midwest geography, yeah. Greg? Yeah, well, you're highlighting two things here, Kev. One is that I actually lived around Chicago in the Chicago suburbs. Two yeah. is that I'm awful at geography. <laughs> oh, I, see, I, did, I didn't know that, and I wondered. So, Because I figured this qu- when John sees this question, he's like, well, that's stupid. Everyone knows this. Um, <laughs> this is the part of the story that I left out early, is that Greg and I, the, the only reason we, quote unquote, stopped being best friends in fourth grade w- was that he moved away to Chicago. Like, we didn't stop being best friends. We stayed in touch, but we weren't right. in each other's lives until we reconnected in, around college. Um, in but yeah, Chicago. he moved to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, he moved, he moved to Chicago. What, what uh, part of Chicago? Uh, Northwest South. Suburbs, so outside Chicago, it's almost Chicago with an well, it's Chicago land, but even for right. Chicago land, I would put an asterisk because it was <laughs> down the metro line. It, so it took about 
60 minutes to drive in. Okay. To be honest, look, I, I know Greg is a very, a really intelligent guy, and I and I, I know he's very humble, but he is a really smart guy, and I don't mean to put pressure <laughs> on you. He's an artistic guy. He's very smart. He's a problem solver, as you've already heard. But those can all mean diddly squat if you suck at geography. Right. You know, it's, it's like you can still be all those things, but be really terrible exactly. at geography, and I had no idea that that was the case. Yes. So, um, so I can rule a few out. Like, I'm, I'm completely certain it's not the, the Minnesota wind chill. Okay, so what am I thinking out loud, just to specify? Uh, the okay. logical answer, Muncie, Indiana, and Indianapolis Alley Cats. That feels too easy to me. There has to be a gotcha. And so when you look at the geography around there, there are cities that border up against, like Chicago's not that far away from the Indiana border. And so I could see it being Chicago because if I don't know where Muncie is, is the problem. Yeah, that's the key missing ingredient. Yeah, and I, I and my brother even went to school in Indiana, so I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did he go? Uh, South, Bend, uh, South Bend. He went to Notre Dame for ah. graduate school. And you are twins, and because yeah. of that, you have the same brain and the same memory. So I should so be really able to should. channel him right now, but it's <laughs> yeah, not exactly. working. So, okay, so so logically, I think my the trick question in me would say Chicago Union because Chicago is kind of close to the border and certainly farther, farther away than, than other parts of Indiana because of the Great Lake. Well, I, I have a quick question for Kevin. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your question? Hints. Now, are you talking geographically based off of driving distance or just straight line as the crow flies? Yeah, it is geographically. I, I looked at a map and I saw that one of these was closer than the others. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so now now you got me thinking more. <laughs> God, we were so close to an answer, John. But I know it's not Minnesota. Oh, but so. the suspense. Yes, it is very suspenseful. I'm I'm still gonna go Chicago Union. I'm still I still I and it feels like you gave me the hint to avoid the humility of being or hu, uh, uh, humiliation. Yeah, humiliation of being wrong. But I think I'm gonna do it and probably be wrong. You're gonna lock in Chicago Union. Lock, am I am I understanding in. correct? Lock in. Locking it in. Chicago Union is incorrect. <laughs> Indianapolis Alley Cats. It was the oh, it was the obvious one. Dang. Well, and from my understanding of all the teams that are currently playing in the AUDL, uh-huh. there are only two that were in the original season, the inaugural oh. season, and the Alley Cats is one yeah. of those two. Whoa. And if I'm not mistaken, they were almost champions that year. I don't, I don't believe they've won a championship, but I believe they were in the final game, uh, the very inaugural season, the first yeah. season. And, um, I, and I have to assume that the name Alley Cats is because of the racing history, heritage, and Indiana. Wow. I wouldn't have even put I that together. Yeah. yeah, but That's that makes total it. sense now. That's great. So. And uh, and yeah, Greg, I um if I didn't write this question by looking at a map, I would have chosen Chicago because I <laughs> looking at the same choices, I would have made the same choice. And I want to shout out the Detroit Mechanics because in my time of knowing the AUDL, I don't I did not research this fact. I don't know if they've won a game. Every <laughs> single time I look at the standings, they're 0 and 9. They're 0 and this year they finished 0 and 12 and I don't mean to do this to hum- humiliate them. I'm saying if you're if you're a, a tweeter or whatever, shoot them a tweet and tell them you love them. <laughs> tell them they're doing a great job. They deserve your love. What that tells us, Kevin, is that we have a good chance of making that team. You're right. We gotta move to Detroit. We gotta move to Detroit. Detroit mechanics, we're coming for you, baby. Get ready for this mustache and this beard to take over. 
All right, we're being silly. Let's. Uh, uh, you're still doing good, yep. Greg. Four out of six, man. Four six. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. You, you, you still got a passing score. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we want to see you get one of these two right, so you'll be over the over the fifty percent mark. All right. So that's that's the pressure we're aiming for right. here. What state is the only state to recognize ultimate as a high school varsity sport? <laughs> California, Oregon, Kansas. Vermont. Guessing this is one you don't know off the top of your head, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I do not know this off the top of my head. And you didn't give me many like easy states that I would just naturally try and write off. <laughs> like Alaska or something. Like you know. <laughs> I bet they I bet there's a great if there's anybody that's affiliated with the Alaska Ultimate community, give us a shout because I bet you there's a great Alaska Ultimate community. I, I mean, they they're one of the only places in the US where you could play a night game and not need lights. True. Because the sun stays up for like all day. All day play. Boy, okay. I uh, honestly I have no idea between these and even trying to rule them out. My first thought is to rule out Kansas. I'm not sure why, but just I'm going to say no to Kansas just to rule something out. Then we're on to California, Oregon, and Vermont. Each, I think, could make a case. And for the sake of just having to rule something out, I'll say no to Vermont, even though I feel like that's the that's going to be it. But I'll say no to Vermont <laughs> because of the weather. And then we're on to California, Oregon. You know, go with go with home. Let's go California. Lock it in for no reason other than I don't know. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, sorry, Greg. Which it one? is actually Vermont. Oh, it, it is Vermont. You were right about your guess. Oh, I had a feeling. <laughs> yep. There was a school teacher in Vermont who was also an ultimate coach. Her name is Ann Watson, and starting in 2010, she launched a seven-year effort to have it recognized as a full varsity wow. sport by the state's high wow. school principals or schools. Oh, and that culminated in 2017 with the Vermont Principals Association, which evidently oversees the state high school sports programs. Everybody which, knows the Vermont Principals yeah, Association. It's good. They're a big deal. Oof. But they unanimously approved it as a varsity sport starting in the spring of 2019. Oh, that, that recent... Yeah. Just recently. Whoa. Vermont's hippies, man. That's hip, that's Ben and Jerry's. That's hippie, hippie central. Yeah. It makes sense in my mind. Yeah. And I, I threw, Can like, you know, obviously, you know, California, Oregon seems like fairly yeah. progressive, you know, would do that. I threw Kansas in there because they are actually a very, very big disc golf state. In mm. fact, one of the largest disc golf tournaments happens huh. in Kansas every year. I know we're talking about ultimate, but disc golf is legit, man. I oh, remember yeah. uh, about a year ago or so, my dad and I happened to see it. I was over visiting, and it, it was on uh, it was on ESPN two or something mm -hmm. like that. And there, this isn't just like an op don't picture a golf course, don't like a traditional golf course with open fields to throw in. They're like throwing through trees and through yeah. forests, and all it's it's incredible to watch. Yeah, in the chain baskets, and yeah, yeah. And I actually got Jacob. I got him two sets of just starter sets so it's like three no discs each oh, one cool. for him one for me and we've got a park that's got a really good course and they have like so. the, they actually have different kind of discs for yeah. like just like you have a golf bag right mm -hmm. what i got was just three discs right you know you got a putter a driver and like a short range yeah, yeah. but like my old boss he plays uh professionally like they go out to that <sighs> tournament and other tournaments and i mean they'll literally have a entire bag full of different discs depending on what they're having to do wow. just like you would a golf bag Dang. yeah i bought i bought one of those starter kits too uh earlier mm -hmm. i guess this spring 
And man, I I went out there thinking I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be oh, good. It's completely it, different. Was, it was so hard, man. Yeah. It was so hard to get a feel for those discs. It's a totally different experience. Yeah. So, um, Greg, we're gonna go to our last question, number eight. You're four out of seven. Uh, Ooh. So this makes it or breaks it, basically. Yep, makes it or breaks yeah. it to get to get over fifty percent. All right. Um, so so let's do it, man. Which of the following positions? Did Kevin, that's me, hold for the Los Angeles Aviators of the AUDL? Yes, this is the professional team out of Los Angeles, the Aviators. What was my position? Hmm. Was I A, the mascot? B, a game day ticket taker? C, the game day announcer? Or D, the game day DJ? Ooh. And there's not an all of the above, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that. It, look, I within the ultimate community, I have a feeling there are a lot of people. A lot of the owners of the team are probably covering all of the above, <laughs> but uh, no, that's not an option. I, one question I do have about the mascot: uh-huh. Is it someone dressed up like Howard Hughes? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. <laughs> it, 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 yes, that's exactly right. It's an aviator. Yeah. All right. I, I'm pretty sure I know this. And I actually was going to ask you about this in the interview, but so I'm really glad it came up as a question because I, now I thought it might come up. I'm surprised it didn't. You get to yeah, ask me about strength. it. And now I get to be on the spot to make sure I don't get this wrong. But totally. let's use logic here. And I'm pretty sure I saw all the Facebook pictures back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to say it's the mascot. And the reason being because it is exactly a Howard Hughes like mascot. Um, because of the hangers that were, that's around LA on the, uh, where, where is it? Is it around Long Beach or, uh, or no, no, it's farther North Santa Monica or so the Howard Hughes see, hangers. I'm, uh, Ooh, see, I was going to say El Segundo. There's, there's yeah, a lot of history El in El Segundo, Segundo yeah, with aviation. That area. That's where, yeah, that's where LAX yep. is. I'm not a hundred percent sure about. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause he had his hangers. But there is there. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of history of aviation in LA and right. that was sort of the concept of, of making them the aviators. Yep. And then like naturally an aviator, like a good aviator back in the day would have a mustache. I think it's just like <laughs> logically accepted. Kevin's mustache being exquisite, uh, I think made for like a perfect mascot. So yeah, I'm going to say mascot final answer. That is incorrect. What? You're the announcer? <laughs> You're the and announcer? you know what? Now I feel kind of bad because in some ways- I swear I saw pictures you of You are this. right. You ah. have seen me dressed up as an aviator and- I was never the official mascot. In fact, they do have an official mascot named Ace the Aviator. I don't know currently. The correct answer is Game Day DJ. Yeah, that's the other one I should have said is is the other one I was debating. But I really thought you were, you weren't, I see, I thought you were kind of both. But wasn't there some picture where you're like a mascot? Yes, because you know me, this question ended up being misleading. Ah. Because what I would do is as the DJ in my second season, I believe I did two seasons. I think I did 2014 and 15. And I did a, I did a, um, like an interaction thing on social media where before every home game, which were on Saturdays or Sundays, I would post these videos of me dressed up as an aviator. And I would just say, I'm Kevin, the game day DJ, but I would give people three song choices to choose. It was the song of the game. And during the first quarter break, we'd play whatever song got voted on. Yeah. And the way I would present it is I would be dressed as an aviator and then I would like act out the song. So like pour some sugar on me would be the choice. So then I would be dressed as an aviator, pouring sugar all over me. <laughs> I remember or, that. <laughs> uh, you Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. And I was on a little, like a park on one of those spinning things going around and around, dressed as an aviator. That was the whole kind of joke. So what do you think, Josh? We'll give him half a point for that. <laughs> Does he get half a point? 
I mean, how much do you value your friendship with Greg? <laughs> do you value Disposable. him for a half a Disposable. point? No. <laughs> <laughs> Disposable, yeah. We've, yeah. we've been friends long enough. <laughs> you know, and, and I will I will share one more just kind of personal side of this about the game day DJ thing is that it was a lot of fun. For, I actually, I'm an on-air radio personality, right? I, I don't call myself a DJ. Um, I don't like picking songs for people to listen to. I don't like that. That's not something I enjoy. So it was a... It was a kind of an experience for me to be that person that did that. But what I loved doing is I was able to create some like sonic imagery pieces that played like at the beginning of games, different sound effects. I had, I, I produced all these, um, like an airplane flying by effect. Every time they scored, I would play that and that would go into a hook of a song. So I was pretty, it was like, and then let's go. That's Calvin, Harris, uh, that's Calvin Harris's let's go, by the way. All right, Greg. Well, I'm sorry that you technically got four out of eight. I'll call it four and a half out of eight from my perspective, just Woo-hoo. to make you feel a little bit better. Look, I, look, the reality is that the last few questions didn't go so well, but you're I, mm-hmm. the, the whole point, much like ultimate Frisbee, much like it's- ultimate, as we learned, the point of this is not to win. The point of this is not to get everything right. The point of it is to learn, to have fun. And I, mission accomplished on my yeah. end. I, I had a lot of fun. It's I hope you did too, the spirit of the game, as the they say. The spirit of the game. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I do have one more question for you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> What's been your favorite episode of the podcast so far? Oh. Ooh. Are you all caught up? I, no, no shame if you're not, because I know you were behind for a while. And I'm kind of, um, I'm caught up, except that we we're listening this way, and then I listen that way. So <laughs> I think I have one in between that I've. So I'm caught up technically. Yes. If there's no follow up questions, yes. Okay. So favorite <laughs> <laughs> favorite episode. I think, man, because uh, I texted you after it because I was so jazzed about it. I really like the D and D episode because. I've never played it. I like I I was right there like with you Kevin. Like I just didn't know anything about it. It even made me go look up on Amazon a 100-sided die just so I could see <laughs> like I was like, "Man, that sounds complicated. What would those even cost?" You can get them for yep. like 10 bucks. So, I also liked Lomita. I got to say I enjoyed that one and I had no idea about the celery either. I was surprised cuz my brother who we've talked about several times now born and raised yeah. in Lomita, he also he did, he's never heard that, I guess, the celery capital thing, but um so, yeah. so how is our campaign of getting Lomita to just grow celery again? I've been, I've been dropping the ball on that. I, we got to get Lomita to reclaim the title of celery capital of the world. So any any Lomitians listening, we got to get this thing going, man. Yeah. I, I, I probably have to carry my load a little bit more. I got to do my part. Yeah. You'll have to film it while it happens and stuff. So that way we can have a documentary. Yes. And, and so then next week, my sister could talk to us about documentaries. Wow. Ooh. That was a... John is just the master of transitions. Yeah, next week, we're having another guest on, Greg, but this time, we are not quizzing her. She is quizzing us. She is a legit documentary film what connoisseur uh she she knows her stuff right yeah yeah she does this will be in tidy up next week because she'll probably uh-huh. correct us <laughs> but she does she does have her doctorate she is a doctor a doctor of do- doctor documentary that's what i'm going to call her officially <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but some some of her thesis work was with documentaries and fandoms uh, oh. and so next week she's going to be quizzing us on documentaries well we look forward to that greg man you've been such a great sport and obviously yes thank you for for your patronage, but thanks for your friendship, man. And and it's really cool for me to introduce you to John, who I've yeah. been getting closer with, obviously through this. So it's yeah. it's cool to kind of see my friends connecting. But yeah, we're really we're really appreciative, Greg. Thanks so much, man. Love it. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure meeting you and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. And it's been fun. Yes, absolutely, I highly encourage it for other people, and I'm pretty sure they can do better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, appreciate you very much, my friend. Absolutely. Yes. Right.
right back at you guys. All right, we'll see you all next week. Thanks again for listening. Have a good week. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast.